0: Two. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. Got a message here to Pete at the Pete Callender Show from John, who says, Pete, Elon Musk wanted to buy the FBI as part of the Twitter package. However, the Clintons refused to sell. That was, yeah, well, it's a tough bargain. I mean, it was only 40, what, bill, 44 billion dollars, right? Um, Tim says, Pete, journalism, regarding journalisming. There is precious little actual journalism in the mainstream media. What it really is is propaganda. Think Pravda, USSR propaganda outlet, or like the book 1984. Mainstream media has totally disgraced themselves over the past several decades, especially since year 1992. When I want to find real news reporting, I go to some Internet websites like Zero Hedge, The Epic Times, or turn on Real America's Voice on TV, or simply listen to The Pete Callender Show. There you go. Thank you very much, Tim. People ask me, I got a message the other day, actually, from somebody who was like, can you tell me, you know, where do you go to get your news? And uh, so I give them a link to my prep sheet. I post it up on my page. But, um, like, if I were to open this up, like, I okay, I've got, for North Carolina, I've got Plot Hound, Carolina Journal, WRAL, the North State Journal, AP, Dillon, Business, North Carolina, North Carolina Free Enterprise Foundation, North Carolina Health News. Journal now deregulator Leandro. Uh, that's a uh, Lady Liberty. The um, Tavern Voices. Uh, legislative calendars. Redistricting uh, websites. Uh, Wake County cases of public interest. Opinions from the courts. These are just my bookmarks. And I got a folder for Western North Carolina. I've got a folder for COVID. That's got about thirty links in it. I don't really go there much anymore. But you know, every day I got. National stuff, Memorandum, National Review, uh, HotAir.com, Washington Examiner, Daily Wire, The Federalist, The Blaze, Washington Times, Mediaite, Yahoo, Headline USA, Legal Insurrection, Sister Told You, Issues and Insights, C-SPAN. For Charlotte, I go to Charlotte Observer. I I say all of this because this is what I do, right? All day long, this is what I do. I I search all of these different links, all these different websites. Most people are living their lives and they don't do this. (laughs) You can't do this. You're the you're the ones that make everything work, not me. This isn't even work. This is just reading, right? Well, and talking, which sometimes can be work. If I got a cold or something, I will play injured though. That's how seriously I take this. So, um, I I just spend a lot of time reading different sites. It's very difficult when you've lost trust in these institutions. Right. It's very, very difficult to find sites that you can get information and feel like you are informed, informed enough to be a, you know, good citizen. People think I think we all have a general I mean, if you're listening to WBT, you have an understanding of your role in this society is to be informed to help the society function. Right. We all need to play a part in this. People who don't care about politics and news and stuff, they're not listening to news talk stations. They're not listening to spoken word format. Although a lot of people are more and more nowadays. So, all right, we're going to go into the uh, this latest installment of the Twitter files. The uh, the seventh installment dumped yesterday. Michael Schellenberg wrote them. I'll get to them in a minute. First, I'll go to Chris here. Hello, Chris. Welcome to the program.
1: Hey Peter, just was curious if any of this even matters. With a man like yourself, who I feel like I agree with 99% of the time, if these uh, revelations of all this misinformation wouldn't have changed your vote to vote for the conservative in the race, then does any of this even matter?
0: Yeah, because there are people that it would have changed their minds. But not yours. No. No. I already right, knew who Donald right. Trump... Uh, I, I listened to the conservative radio
1: to a guy that didn't vote for the conservative. I think that's part of withdrawal with a conservative uh,
0: conglomerate. What was it uh, about Donald Trump that you thought was so conservative? I, I, I know, Chris, that you've been, you've been hounding me and you want to have this fight, so let's have it. Let's, let's postpone <laughs> the Michael Schellenberger stuff. Let's have the fight.
1: There's no fight. I just want
0: No, there is. Matters. No, Chris, you would not come and pick the fight unless you wanted a fight. So let's have it. So let's I want to know if anything matters. What would change your mind? What about
1: would what? a man like you actually
0: vote for the conservative? So first off, I reject the premise of your question that Donald Trump was the conservative. On okay. some Yeah, on some issues, he on some issues he did things that I like. And as a limited government proponent, I appreciated those things, absolutely. There were a lot of other things that were very, very harmful, that, were, that, that undermined his own ability to get stuff done. He was his own worst enemy. And there were things about like his personal Russian behavior that I did not...
1: Uh, Paul what? Ryan used to stop Congress
0: from helping pass anything. What's that?
1: Like the Russian collusion narrative, the false narrative that Paul Ryan and the Republicans wouldn't work with the man... When they, when they had control of the House because of Russian collusion.
0: Right, well, I, yeah, I'm not here to defend Paul That's Ryan either. Him. I, di- I didn't support Paul Ryan.
1: Yeah, but you're saying Trump's in his own way, but it's actually rhinos. Guys who I
0: would... I didn't, he he is in his own conservative. way. Right, he is in his own way, and part of that is just the nature of his personality, but the other part of it was that he didn't, you know, he came in as an outsider, he didn't have these relationships built, and he had a really nasty habit of attacking everybody. If you didn't, if you if you disagreed with him on something, he would attack everybody, and that that made him a lot of enemies. That's why I say he I was agree. his own worst enemy.
1: I agree, and Trump yeah. isn't my like ideal candidate by any means. Mm-hmm. He was a holy hand grenade we we're thrown into the system to try to blow
0: things up. Fine, that's fine. Oh, yeah, I, I think you're that's you're an accurate so description. Much
1: corruption and so much misinformation and mm-hmm. so much collusion, mm-hmm. but none of it would even affect a man like yourselves vote. So, what does it even matter? We talk about it for.
0: Because it affects other people's votes. Sure, okay. Oh, you so, Got it. Thank you for your time. So you don't like the answer, so you're just going to run away? Well, you, you asked me the question. Chris, by the way, Chris has been hounding me. This is a big bugaboo for Chris, and he hung up on me, by the way. I did not hang up on him. Chris thinks that he's going to like convince me that I was wrong. Dude, I've had far more in-depth conversations with far more rabid... People over the last six years. I was in Asheville. Asheville's very liberal. The surrounding area, not. The surrounding area, very much Trump country. I had these fights in the primary. I had the fights in the general. I had the fight uh, in 2020. People wanting me to vote for Donald Trump. I have a history of not voting in... The presidential race. I don't I, I don't like either of the major party candidates. I really never have. I'm a limited government guy. And until somebody, the, the closest I came. So first with Trump, the closest I came was in 16 when they said the judges. That was the most persuasive argument was to, for the Supreme Court judges. And then before that was Rand Paul. I was a Rand Paul supporter because he was the only candidate talking about reducing the role of the executive branch. Bringing the executive branch to heel. Now, you may not care about that issue, Chris, but I do. I care about that issue a lot because, to me, the the concept of the imperial presidency is the most concerning. That is most concerning to me. The role of the imperial—the like president just taking more and more power, Congress just giving it away because this way they could just, you know, put out TikTok videos or floor speech videos, raise money off of it, not do anything— They're supposed to be doing the work, not not the executive branch. And over the last, you know, 80 years, the executive has gotten more powerful. And I viewed Donald Trump as a threat, just as I view Joe Biden as a threat to continue that expansion of executive power. All of this is to say, Chris, it doesn't matter if you agree with me or not. I don't care (laughs) that doesn't matter to me you have your opinion on why you wanted to vote for him? you call him a conservative? And just because you call him that doesn't make him that. Was he more conservative maybe on some issues than Joe Biden? Sure. But the guy is not a conserv He's not a movement conservative. He's not steeped in conservative philosophy. Maybe surrounded- he surrounds himself with the right advisors to make the right calls on some things, which is, again, why I was interested in his picks for the court. And I was like, maybe this should be enough. But I was concerned about what he would do with the power of the executive branch, with the phone and the pen, right? I was concerned about that because who's questioned him in, in his life, right? Who who in his life, and if you don't know anything about like his growing up and his family life and all that, I grew up in New York. I remember the stories. I remember him. I remember the fights with Leona Helmsley. I know what kind of guy he is. I know what he wrote in his book about— you know, macking on all of his friends' wives and, and, and sleeping with them and stuff. It's, he's a it, morally degenerate. So what do I think that guy's going to do with unchecked executive branch power? Kind of, That's kind of scary to me. So no, I'm not going to support that. And again, you don't have to like that excuse. You don't have to like that reason. But that's that was my reason. Now, the Hunter Biden laptop stuff would not have persuaded me to vote for him. I didn't vote for Joe Biden. And you may not like my response to this, but this is what the polling shows, is that it would have moved some people who were Joe Biden supporters. People who voted for Joe Biden because they did not like Trump may have actually voted for Trump. I'm not one of those people. I was never going to give my vote to Joe Biden either. I've never voted for a Democrat for president. I've never voted for a Republican for president. But Chris really wants to have this fight. And I believe Chris is following me around on Twitter, but I blocked him. really, really wants to have this fight, or else he's got a a fanboy that's doing his wet work on Twitter uh, that is you know you're a liar, you're a you're a, what do he call me? a controlled opposition, I think is what he called me. Like, okay, whatever your opinion, I'll let you just scream into the abyss because you obviously have some sort of obsessive compulsion disorder. <laughs> but that's that I'm not the target demo for that. The Hunter Biden laptop story would not, see, Chris views it as a way to get a vote for Trump. I view it as a much larger issue than Trump. And this is why when I talk about this, you know, people, Trump broke people's brains. You cannot look at every single issue through the prism of Donald Trump. Is he related to this story about the laptop? Yes. Do you view this story through Trump? No. This is a much more dangerous story than whether Donald Trump wins or loses. Like this gets right to the core of what our intelligence community is doing, how they are manipulating public perception and who all is involved in it. That's the that's the big deal today. See, and this is this is what I mean. Here we go. Yes, Adam. Yes,
2: hey Pete. Thanks hey. for having me. Yes, sir. Well, I' just I'd like to learn more about why you don't vote for either presidential candidate It seems like you always find an excuse not to vote for one or the other I'll tell you what Adam and for now
0: on Adam
2: say Adam you know, I I didn't vote for this reason so I'm absolved of all guilt
0: I'm not absolved for all guilt why would I have guilt first off why would I have guilt
2: well, I, I feel like like you said with President Trump you said if I voted for Trump and then he did something I didn't like, then I'd be blamed for it. But, you know, realistically, we're in a two-party system. If you don't choose one or the other, right. then you're not participating in the great American process right. of getting to vote for president.
0: So, Adam, we're in a two-party system because people choose to keep voting for one of the two parties. So you, And, and again, it doesn't matter to me. Like, right, so I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. From now on, I'll vote for whoever you oppose. Deal? I, I would appreciate that, but you want me to vote against Donald Trump next time? You want me to do that?
2: I never told you I voted for Donald Trump.
0: All right, well, you want me to vote for Donald Trump if you vote for Biden?
2: I I really don't care. Yeah, I you do. You take a stand? No, you say, do. You, you know do. Oh, you
0: don't like my I
2: stand? I know that both of these people aren't perfect, right? But I need to choose to vote for a person that has a realistic chance,
0: right? You 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 if don't, if don't you don't want you don't me to choose
2: for four years? You just complain. You no, just complain about whoever's in office.
0: Well, yes, I do do that. I absolutely complain about everybody that's in the White House all the time. That is true.
2: Well, you need to, you need to, you need to make a decision. I did. You can't just the entire. I the did. Entire country can't just say, you know what? Both of these candidates aren't perfect, so I'm not going to vote for either that's
0: one. That's not why I voted. That's why not why I abstained. I already explained why I abstained. You don't like my answer. That's all this comes down to, Adam. You want me to do something. You're trying to force me to take. A position that I don't want to take. I disagree I with you, you Adam. And make a dis- a Adam, decision. I disagree with you that an abstention is not a vote. I disagree okay. with you. That's all.
2: The only thing is, if you don't vote, in my view, you don't get to complain. Yes, you do. You didn't help make a decision.
0: Absolutely, I did. So, who did you vote for? I in in twenty sixteen I voted for Gary Johnson, and. Okay. In, yeah. So see again. So it doesn't matter to you. What you're saying is, I have to choose the D or the R, or else I'm not playing in the game, and I don't get to complain.
2: You never, you never decide to vote for the tough candidate. You got to make a tough decision.
0: I don't have to, to do, do that. One or the No, other. I don't. It's a two-party uh, system. See, so you keep Candidates saying this, Adams. This is what I mean. You have it. You have a. You have a logically and intellectually disconnected uh, argument. Because on the one hand, you're saying I have to make a decision, and then when I go in and I vote for one of the candidates on the ballot, you still don't, right? But you still, well, they're never going to win if nobody votes for them. So you're saying I should just vote for one of the two parties. So you're saying that all of the people listed on the ballot, I should not choose from the ones that you believe don't have a chance. So therefore, I I am limited. So then if I abstain, see, you're just trying to steamroll me. So then if I abstain, instead, well, that's not good either. So what you're telling me is, This is your choice. You must do what I say. You're a little authoritarian, Adam. You're an authoritarian. you're looking for something to do christmas tradition anew we've got the light the nights festival it's at truest field in uptown charlotte snow tubing six lane 150 foot hill right there on the field you can make merry memories now through january 6th ice skating snow tubing light shows live entertainment holiday treats christmas trees shopping santa more i don't know it's TSO, just get the blood flowing
2: <laughs>
0: all right light the nights festival truest field now through January 6th bring it home TSO mm. <laughs> news talk 1110 WBT um so here's the thing like I understand, look I gotta be honest here I, I was gonna go into the Twitter uh dump all this information but this is always something that people always want to uh, yell at me about. I don't know why, but, um, uh, you know, if you want it, people come looking for a fight, it is it is only appropriate to uh, to give them what they seek. Right. And, the, uh, you know, Chris said, oh, I'm not on Twitter. Well, Chris, congratulations. You have a fan, a stalker guy on Twitter who's still having some fight as far. I blocked. he's still having some fight about this um, with another one of my Twitter followers. But he really loves you, Chris. He really loved you um so chris is not on twitter but chris and then adam they are essentially demanding that i vote for let's be honest they want me to vote for trump because if i was a leftist they would be they would be not be calling up and you know pete you need to not leave it blank no pete don't vote for the democrat socialist don't vote for the you need to vote for the d or the r they wouldn't be saying that that's what that's what democrats would be telling me right the only reason I ever get this is because and it's only for the uh, for the presidential race, because that's my issue at the presidential level for that race. It's executive power encroaching on the other branches. I am opposed to that. I voted for Ted Budd in the U.S. Senate because when I had the two candidates, Libertarian and the Green Party candidates, I did not agree with their position on abortion, because at the Senate level, I viewed that to be a very important issue in that race. See, that's how I am able to, like, take all of the different races, look at the candidates, and that's how I choose to vote. You don't have to. You can just look at the D and the R and vote that way. I don't care. But then they tie this other, and Adam was doing it there, tying this idea that I don't, I, I don't get to uh, complain because I didn't vote for either Biden or Trump. I voted for Gary Johnson in 2016, but that also means I don't get to complain, according to Adam. Here's the thing. There were actually people in the media that believe they should not be voting in any elections at all. People in media should abstain from all voting. It actually makes you a less interested party, right? It means you have no affiliation. You have no connection. You're not part of a cult of personality. You don't have a soft spot for somebody because this was my guy. I voted for them, right? There are people in media who believe that. Let me go over here to Mark. Hello, Mark. Welcome to the program.
2: Hello, Pete. Hey! Uh, Real real quickly, um, this is off-topic for me, but I would go so far as to say nobody who gets a government check should be allowed to vote. But as far as Adam and Chris are concerned, gentlemen, have you ever heard of the Constitution? (laughs) If you haven't, please look it up, because nowhere in that text are political parties mentioned, Mm -hmm. let alone establishing a two-party system. It doesn't exist, guys. You've been played by the two parties who want you to think there is a two-party system.
0: Well, and the, yeah, and the two-party system exists as long as people believe the two-party system exists, right? That's it's like fiat currency. And exactly. if, if people keep voting for the D or the R, and here's the other thing. Like, they know when I go in and I vote and I leave the presidential race blank, they know that. Like, the people who crunch the numbers after the elections, they know where the vote distribution goes and they will see right. oh look at that we had if you get enough people that are not voting in the top of the ballot race then uh they're going to know we got a problem if we're getting more votes for the governor race than the president race that's a problem so that the the consultants know this stuff and uh and so yeah i and i appreciate it mark i appreciate the support but Take i uh, i think merry i uh christmas. merry christmas to you too sir um yeah, the Constitution also does not have any kind of a, a quid pro quo thing in there, no rule about must vote in the presidential contest or else I don't get to speak about any politics at all or any candidates at all. There isn't, there's nothing in the Constitution about that, so just a heads up on that. talk 1110 993. So this this sounds more like a Halloween song. Mm -hmm. Very Soviet style. I mean, it is the Trans-Siberian. Well, that makes sense. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: All right. So I was going to go over the Twitter files, but uh, people want to talk to me about how I lose my constitutional rights if I don't pick the candidate that they like? That's <laughs> oh, not what we said, Pete. <laughs> now look, I, I and I I've been very, I think, self aware of this. Whenever this issue comes up, that I voted Libertarian uh, in two president or uh, let's see, three presidential races, and I think that's right. I've lost track. Uh, the last one I left blank because I I didn't like any of the choices. And people get mad at me for that. And they get mad at me for that because they want validation, generally speaking. Not everybody, you know, hashtag not all people. But uh, they want validation that they made the right choice. And, and then they don't like the fact that I will uh, I will bash their candidate, no matter which party that is. They'll, and they'll say, you can't criticize because you didn't vote in that race. And I disagree. I absolutely can criticize because this is America and I can say these things because I have the freedom of speech to do so. Now, what they then say usually is like, well, I'm not saying you can't say it like prohibited by law. I'm just saying you shouldn't be able to. And what that really comes down to is that and and Adam made a comment, Colorado made a comment about this uh, where he said, you know, you uh You don't have any guilt. And that's why I was trying to explore that. And then he pivoted again. But um, this concept of guilt. And I have advised uh, the Republican Party up in uh, Buncombe County on this. I've said it to the young Republicans here in Charlotte. I said for and I'm an unaffiliated voter. And I've and I said. And I will continue to say that people don't want to be embarrassed by their candidates. Now, if you take that to mean uh, or you take that to be an attack on your candidate, and I haven't said which candidate, all I'm saying is unaffiliated don't want to be embarrassed. I don't think anybody really wants to be embarrassed by their candidate because it makes them sort of, quote, guilty by association, right? That feeling like, oh, well, I voted for this person and then they did this stupid thing and whatever. But everybody takes that personally rather than taking it as – you know, a guidepost, try to find good candidates, which is all I mean by that. And there are bad candidates all over the place. So try to find good candidates. And if the, if it's not somebody that's going to alienate the unaffiliated, then you got a better shot of winning, right? But there are some people that take that, that, that take that advice from me and they take it as a personal insult to them, right? They're like, you're calling my candidate terrible. I did not name a candidate. And if you think that I'm talking about your candidate, well, then that might say something about your thought process, right? But also, this idea of guilt by association. Um, there are a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump because he was the lesser of the two evils, right? They, you know, I didn't really like him. He wasn't my first choice, but I, you know, I didn't want Biden, whatever. Have you ever heard me attack somebody for explaining that vote? You have not, because I don't do that. I don't attack people for their reasons for voting for people or against people. People have different reasons. You're allowed to do that, actually. You're allowed to have a reason for each particular race. For example, I go in when I vote for the judge races. If there's a judge on the ballot that's unopposed, I don't vote in that race. Why? Well, you could argue, well, it doesn't matter. They're going to win anyway. That's true. But also, there's no point in me validating this race, this candidate, there's no point in me saying, yes, you got support, because if they get a lot of votes that in a race they're not running against anybody else in that might convince them, Ooh, I should run for different higher offices. I'm not interested in sending a message to that judge. I don't know anything about that judge. They're not running a competitive race. They're not doing any uh, campaigning, right? They're not doing anything. So why would I send a message to them to reinforce that they have some level of support for me when they do not? So I don't vote in that race. And you may not like that. That way of thinking, you may you may not agree with that. That's okay. I don't care. <laughs> Does it? It doesn't have to work for you. It works for me. And what works for me doesn't have to work for you. See, that's sort of the lowercase L libertarian in me. Is like I really it really doesn't matter to me how you use your votes, how you indicate support or opposition. I'm not trying to force you to do something. And all I ask is that you don't force me. With the browbeating, with the "you gotta endorse, you gotta support my candidate," no, I do not. I do not. Now, if we get a presidential candidate who gets up there and says, "I'm going to start rolling back all of the uh, executive orders, I'm going to roll back all executive overreach, I'm going to start ripping down the agencies, the bureaucratic quote deep state, if you will, I'm going to start tearing down these uh, these executive branch fiefdoms." I'll vote, for, I'll vote for a Democrat if they're, if they're promising that. I'll vote for a Republican. They're the most likely to get my votes. Republicans are the most likely to get my votes. Because they are the ones that at least talk about limiting government and limiting the executive branch. But not a lot of them do so much anymore. Not so much anymore. All right, let me go over here. I get an update from Richard. Hello, Richard. Hello, Mr. Callender. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm doing okay, man. Uh, all right.
3: I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all
0: right. I should hope so. So uh, so, uh, right, give people a background real quick. So you were at the North Lake Mall when the shooting happened, and yes, you sir. thought it was the worst day of your life.
3: Yes, sir, but it turned out to be the best day of my life. And why? I won, I won $2.5 million at the lottery. I went and got my money, everything settled. And guess where I'm going right now, Mr. Mr. Callender?
0: Uh... Uh, some place warm? In
3: South Dakota and I've got me some land and um, I got me some land I'm looking at.
0: In South Dakota? Yes, sir. Good for you. <laughs> That's really great. Good for you.
3: Yes, sir.
0: So how many new relatives have you met uh since finding out you won the lottery?
3: None. <laughs> 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 I haven't met don't want to meet him anyway
0: right yeah if you don't know him by now i don't know if you want to know him after
3: <laughs> that's why i'm moving to montana or south dakota
0: one <laughs> of the two brother. why did you pick there why not like some uh some I island or something what's that
3: i always wanted to go there i've always wanted to stay in those those hot places like that
0: okay all right, no, no Caribbean island or anything.
3: No, no, for what, man? I'm gonna give me some land, and I'm gonna give me a farm, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna live my life, man.
0: I hear you. All right, Richard, well, congratulations. Send us postcards. All right, thank you, Mister Calendar. All right, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Appreciate it. I'll go over here to Ed. Hello, Ed. Hi. Hey, what's up? Uh,
4: I, well, I agree with you. Um, I went to a, a. I had registered Republican just that register for something. And, uh, over the years, uh, there was one Republican who gave a speech running for election and, and he mentioned, uh, something about the new world order. And in other words, it could change our country and make it something it was never intended to be. And, um, that night, I don't know if I'll get arrested for saying this, but I went around taking down his signs <laughs> all through the country as money as I could take down <laughs> because I believe in the United States a sovereign nation, I believe the nation should be sovereign,
2: mm-hmm.
4: not one new world order and uh but I went to a Republican convention in twenty fifteen <laughs> primaries, mm-hmm. and I was going to vote for Ted Cruz. And somebody was, uh, volunteered to talk about Ted Cruz. So I decided to pick somebody else. And I knew something, some details about Donald Trump, mm-hmm. how he worked with people and what he did for people that you probably don't even know about. And a lot of people don't know about. And, uh, I thought from what he had said so far, he was going to follow the Constitution. Uh, unlike uh, Barack Obama, who was, who said to the public, "All I need is a pen and a telephone," mm-hmm. and he started this executive order crap, mm-hmm. which, as far as I know, is against the Constitution, and it's been continued. And
0: um, well, it's been getting anyway, worse.
4: I, I ended up giving a speech for Donald Trump, outlying. Outlining some of the things I knew about him as far as upgrading and the way he thought.
0: Well, all right, Ed, uh, that's fair, and I'm not going to, that's totally fair. You made your decision as best you could. Eleven ten ninety nine three WBT. Merry Christmas. Got a ton of emails here. This is what I say. Sometimes people want to have this fight. They want to discuss this topic. They, you know, hash it out. I'm your Huckleberry. We do it. That's all right. I don't take any of this personally, by the way. People think just because the way I talk, the sound of my voice, and me being from New York, and you know what people call anger, I refer to as passion. Um, none, of this, none of this stuff affects me. Like I don't you. This is the libertarianism, or if you want to call it, conservatarianism. I like that term as well, but I'm not a capital L libertarian. I don't agree with a lot of what they do. I'm sorry, I'm my own person. I am my own man. I am sorry. But um, it's, it's a live and let live attitude. It's, I don't and I know like there's a point where it borders on kind of, uh, like being a negative, where it's like, I really don't care. it's a Gen X thing, I guess. I don't know, but you're trying to make me care and I reject it. I reject being forced to care about something that I don't care about. And so people want to tell me I need to do what they want me to do and whatever. I I don't know. I, I don't care. You can have your opinions. That's totally fine. I'm interested in hearing them and we can discuss them and debate them and all of that. And, um, People who approach it from an honest, good faith position, I'm happy to do that. But when you keep asking me the same question and I keep answering you and you don't want to accept what I'm telling you, then at some point now there's no point in this discussion, right? Because you're not listening to my answer. You just are trying to change my mind. And trust me, I have heard all of the arguments in 20 years. (laughs) I've heard them all. So um, Jay says, why do people not get it? I don't vote for half the races on the ballot. If you choose not to decide... You still have made a choice. That's exactly right. You have still made a choice. Um, Stan says, I thought I'd let you know it's snowing in Fort Mill while you're stuck inside listening to all these authoritarians trying to force you into doing what they want. Uh, Garrett says, Pete, keep up the fight. It's not us libertarians fault that 90 percent of the voting public doesn't understand how our founding fathers, the OG libertarians, structured this system of government. I have unreconstructed myself out of the flawed D or R systems. Uh, Joseph says, Pete, caller Adam has battered spouse syndrome regarding presidential candidates. They, so here's the other thing, too. Like, I think Chris said that in the first argument we had over this a couple of weeks back, You know, he said it's the, it's the most important race on the ballot, and I disagree with that as well. The presidential race is not the most important race on the ballot. I believe that the local races affect you more. I do. And again, you can disagree with that. That's okay. Um, They ain't much, but they've all we got is a hell of a way to determine who should be your country's chief executive. And the laptop story is also relevant in the fact that potential Biden voters might have stayed home, thus affecting the outcome particularly in very competitive states, which proves not voting is as valid a political voice as voting. Exactly. You have... They're actually doing this analysis now up in Pennsylvania. They've got um, their Democrats are concerned because the uh, the turnout in, I think, Philadelphia was way down and they need Philadelphia to turn out. Or Pennsylvania goes red. And they were concerned at the last during this uh, the midterm that their numbers dropped. Um, But that's exactly right. The the laptop story was not going to convince me not to vote for Joe Biden. But it could have convinced somebody who was going to vote for Joe Biden. But Chris didn't want to hear that either. Um, Matt says, Pete, I am sure I speak for many listeners when I say that I don't give a damn who you vote for. I guarantee you do more to inform people, especially about state and local politics, than pretty much any other media source they consume. No one can reasonably claim you're not involved in the process as the callers did. Of course, if you started voting for socialists and green party candidates, then I might be a little worried. <laughs> but the only bone I have to pick is with the occasional Grateful Dead bumper music. Barf! Only kidding, but not really. Hope you and your family have a merry Christmas. Thank you, Matt. It's good to hear from you. I appreciate that. Um, another one, Pete. I support. I think you're correct. Yeah, I su- support for your voting views. The people say if you don't vote, you have no right to complain are wrong. First, you don't lose your free speech rights if you don't vote. Otherwise, they are earned and not natural rights. Second, why would you waste your time voting for the entity that controls media, education, and buys votes with taxpayer dollars to only have the winner stand up and say, the emperor appreciates your support 92% of the vote, when only 32% of the populace voted. And 8% who voted the wrong way are persecuted, rounded up, and generally being treated as enemies of the state. Um, Now, somebody did ask, would you at least prefer... Trump over Biden, I'm like, yeah, sure, but that raises a whole bunch of other problems. Because then if I criticize him, I got yelled at too.